Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the danger zone to my highway, my mom, Maria. Rebels Chat is a family-friendly podcast where my daughter and I share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. So let's get racing. Yes. You saw that editing there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. What well, was it that I had? Let's get started or something yeah, like that? Yeah, just let's get started. But <laughs> you're talking about Danger Zone and Highways. Hey, <laughs> let's go for it. And I tweeted, I tweeted earlier that I was writing up the notes with that song in your head. In my head. And like, I was literally playing it from YouTube. And I was just like, I needed it because, you know, I wanted to be in the zone. Danger Zone. <laughs> So in today's episode, we will be chatting about Wings of the Master, written by Stephen Melching and directed by Dave Filoni and Sergio Paez. In Wings of the Masters, the rebels need a new ship to help break through an imperial blockade surrounding a struggling planet. Hera, Seb, and Sabine go off on a dangerous mission to meet up with an eccentric ship engineer by the name of Quarry. She manages to gain his trust and tests a new ship, the B-Wing, in the harsh conditions of the planet's atmosphere. But is this ship enough to get through the Imperial blockade? We will we, see. We will find out. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, that well, was so awesome. It was an awesome episode, right? Yeah, it, very empowering girls. Yeah. <laughs> Power. <laughs> you know what I kept remembering in my head? That the ad where where they used to have this ad of babies with with pink bringing oh, their, their, their fists up. up. Yeah. That was so cool. I forget what commercial was that, but I, I remember, remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. In part one, Phoenix Squadron are en route to deliver food to the people on Ibar. The Imperial blockade stands in the way. The A-wings of the Phoenix Squadron attack, but they are easily overpowered. The Imperial ship's firepower destroys their food transport, forcing Hera to abort the mission. Back in Phoenix's home, Rex mentions that he knows an engineer with the type of starfighter they need to get through the blockade, but is located on a hazardous planet called Shantipole. Kanan volunteers Hera for the mission, since she's the best pilot, while he and Ezra go and pick up the rest of the food supplies. Upon entering Shantipole's atmosphere, the Phantom loses power. Hera manages to roughly land on a platform where they meet Quarry. That, that, that was rough how, how um, Kanan just volunteered Hera yeah. like that. I know he had his, his reason behind right. it, and he already was, uh, was working a plan in his head, but still, you know, came across very, like, dry, like, hey, you do it now. Yeah, <laughs> but before that, it starts off with them in trying to get to this planet to give them, them to, the food that these people need. Provide supplies. Right. And I don't know, but I thought, at least in my part, I thought Hera was a bit reckless or stubborn. When you start to think about it, it may be the reason why Kanan behaved the way he did. Hera is taking too many chances because she's only seen the end of it. Right. She's not seen that space in between the now and what's going to be then. And she's taking too many chances and... And going through roughly, like, somehow it, getting 
to the end is more important than whatever happens, happens in, in between. between. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they lost the transport. They lost Phoenix leader, who we really didn't know much about. But still, they were an integral part of Phoenix squadron. And, you know, a lot of people ended up dying. Well, Essential w- people. W- w- they they lost most of the, the escort that they have yeah. and the supplies they, they were taking there. So it took her seeing the, the cargo ship explode and hearing all those voices saying, you know, we lost it, we lost okay. it for her to to finally give the order to retreat right so i understand that sometimes the the in some instances that the the means may just what, the what ends is it the, end, the, the ends means. justify the means but I, I don't think in this case and and it, i think that's why Kanan sort of like hey you need a break go do something, go do else. something else so here yeah. you are <laughs> And what's interesting about it is there was actually an episode early on, season one of Star Wars The Clone Wars, I don't even remember, but Ahsoka was leading her own squadron of clone-driven starfighters, and she at one point loses, I think all of them, I think she loses all of them, and there were other instances where she doesn't pull back when she needs to. So it was great to see that. I mean, her I would expect it from, because she's inexperienced, she's learning, but Hera... You know, as someone supposed who's... to have the experience right. already. Yeah. And, and I like that, that we get to know that about her. Yeah, it's a flaw. Because yeah. I don't know much about prior shows or whatever. But to me, Hera has always shown to be a leader. But until this episode, we don't know exactly why. Right. And now we get to know why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I like it. I, I, I really like that. Yeah. And and then in the process of trying to get this food to the people, mm-hmm. Ezra is actually, she's giving point to everyone. This is where you need to shoot. Said, and they, yeah. they all shoot. Ezra actually ends up shooting one of the TIE fighters. Yes. And the first thing that I thought of was like, oh my God, he killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't made, meant out of malice. Because I think before in past episodes when I mentioned Ezra hasn't killed, it's not that he does he hasn't killed in, you know, out of hate or, or anger or yes. something like that. He was doing it because it was... It's if they don't shoot, it, they're in war. If they don't, they don't shoot, shoot, they get, they get shot. shot so. so, But yeah, it was one of those things that came up... <laughs> <laughs> came up Crypto in my back mind. In your head. I was like, "Oh God, no!" Ezra, you're starting down a dark path. I can't follow. No, but it's, not. <laughs> it's not because he he likes it or no. No, no, that's it's, it's his job. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then back in Phoenix home, we have Rex being sexy. And <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is finally the point where he's actually being used for information. Because as much as I like his interactions with Ezra and him being involved in Ezra's training, it's great to see him being that strategic leader that they wanted. Because that's what they went for, for in the first place. It was somebody who knew what they were doing. Exactly. And yeah, so Who's he... has been there. <laughs> yeah. So he mentioned this weird engineer that he's heard of or like that he's met apparently i think yeah. which i want to know the story of i want to know the story of that uh, how he met this little <laughs> dude like how did he even come across someone like and that, that. <laughs> anyway we have 
Kanan, uh, you had mentioned it already, Kanan volunteering Hera, which actually makes sense because of the fact that she needed to step she, away. Yeah, and he knows it. She needs to back off. She needs to go to a place where she's not commanding and she's not telling people what to do because she is pushing. And actually, that small conversation right before Rex came and said about the, the new ship, ship or whatever, yeah. she was actually saying, give me one or two more tries. Like, yeah, and how many people are going to die? In the process. In yeah. the process, you know, come on. Yeah, really? Yeah, exactly. She just want to give give me one more two try, one or two tries and I, I'll get you at least one. And, and this were her words, yeah. at least one, one through. Knowing that people would die yeah, in the process. Yeah. So you can understand why a person like Kanan, who, who yes, he, he helps and takes risk and whatnot, but still realizes and knows, you know what? This is not what I signed off for. No, yeah. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. And it's also, he shows com- he showed common, common sense, sense. Because yes. he said it, this blockade, we cannot get through it. Mm-hmm. It's, imp- it's impenetrable yeah. from the point before getting this new ship. So he was the one who exhibited more common sense, honestly. Yeah. And I like that. Up until this point, Hera is the one who pushes him. She's the one who supports him and sees the best for him. And in this episode, it was the other way around. Mm. She was he was the one pushing her and seeing the best for her. Yes. So it was cool. (laughs) They're space married, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) When Hera, Zeb, and Sabine go off, Kanan and Ezra are left behind. (laughs) <laughs> and, Chopper, boys. and Chopper and I love that Ezra popped out of nowhere behind Kanan <laughs> and he's like so I'm co-pilot <laughs> and then he started fighting with Chopper for the job and it was just uh, like, like t- hey I, I called shotgun yeah <laughs> two little brothers like nitpicking and being each- annoying to each other and I love that Kanan said co-irritating <laughs> love that and then there's the actual planet Chantepole. It sounds like Chanticleer. 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 Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I know, because I used to watch this movie called Chanticleer. It was a, an animated... It was kind of like Space Jam, where it was part human, part animation. And uh, yeah, so Chanticleer. <laughs> but it's not Chanticleer, it's Chantipole. And planet itself is a very rough terrain. Yeah, because the, the, the Phantom just lost power altogether. And Hera did amazing maneuvering. <laughs> Not crashing. That's a Zeb, of a Zeb pan- panicking was the best part. <laughs> what? You didn't say that. <laughs> and then there's the... When the Phantom hits the platform and it reaches the end of the platform, oh, I did I this like, I, I, like sort of leaning. I went, I went like, oh, uh, yeah. Ah, oh my I god, they're gonna fall! I didn't want it to fall over, and <laughs> so I was like leaning and to then the left. Of course, Seb had to go to the front, big guy. <laughs> hey, let's move back. <laughs> And and then finally they meet Quarry, which is this Mon Calamari eccentric engineer. And he's actually named after Rolf McQuarrie, who was one of the original concept artists of Star Wars. And uh, so that was a Where neat... you get all these little things? Well, that, the Rolf McQuarrie bit, they mentioned at Star Wars Celebration at a panel that I went to. And they had mentioned, they had, they had shown us the clip 
It was the clip of Hera in the ship and the ship falling and then coming back up. Mm-hmm. So they showed us that clip, and I think somewhere around that area, they had told us that the uh, the Mon Calamari... And you remember this. I remember them mentioning it, but then I had to go back to, like, Wikipedia and look up what was the... Uh, whether it was at Star Wars Celebration. There's a Wikipedia? Yeah, there's a Wikipedia. <laughs> it's called Wikipedia. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a great source of knowledge. <laughs> Star Wars knowledge. And then there's BG81. This I didn't know. BG81 is the BG stands for Bill George, who originally created the sculpt for the B-wing. And there's a picture of him from the like the archives where he's working on the sculpture and he has a blue and white striped shirt. So BG-81, which is the little droid that he had, the one with the clear dome on his uh-huh. head, uh, the cute one that the mm-hmm. wasn't as mean like Annoying Chopper. Annoying as Chopper. <laughs> um, yeah, that one, he had blue and white stripes on him. So they uh-huh. had m- taken that droid. Very calm. He was very calm. Ver- yeah. ver- very, you know, like, hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Need some coffee or something? <laughs> Crackers? <laughs> yeah, he was he was a great little droid. And so, yeah, so BG uh, stands for Bill George. And I forget what 81 stands for, but I think that's maybe when he started working at Lucasfilm. I'm not sure. But that was mentioned in the latest episode of Rebel Force Radio with Dave Filoni. So definitely listen to that. It was a great episode. <laughs> And and then finally, is there anything that you don't hear, or you don't know? I I, I do a lot of things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then there's the the little birds that when Hera was flying, they're they're called dactylian birds or the reptiles. I thought they were very neat. I thought they were very um like uh, pterodactyl like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I thought they were. Well, I mean, pterodactyls don't don't exist in Star Wars. Why not? Because it's an Earth thing. <laughs> You have to create something similar and give it a different name. And that, that would be Star Wars. <laughs> don't we all come from the same universe? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a galaxy far, far away. Maybe we in, maybe we are in the same universe. But, you know. They were pterodactyls. They're, 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 not, they're called dactylians. Whatever. <laughs> so in part two, Quarry takes the crew to the hangar where he shows them the Blade Wing, a prototype ship with speed and firepower. Hera is excited to use it for the Rebellion, but Quarry is waiting for the right pilot to come along and fly it. After Hera talks about her past and how she lived through the Clone Wars, Quarry accepts her as his test pilot. Kanan and Ezra pick up the food supplies, but Ezra is worried about being a prime target for the Empire. Kanan has no choice since Hera hasn't returned and the Ibarians need their food. Back on Shantipal, Hera takes the B-Wing out for a test drive. Quarry is awed by her skills, but they're out of time. The Rebels are about to commence the second attack on the Imperial blockade. Not only that, but the B-Wing's hyperdrive isn't working. That is, until Hera thinks of a solution using the Phantom's hyperdrive. So we go into Hera's past, a little bit of it. We had yeah. we had gotten a bit of it early on in the season when Kanan was on Silos. And now we're getting a little bit more where she says that her mother used to keep her underground. And she used to peek out every once in a while and see all of the ships yeah. that were over her, her planet, which is Ryloth. And it's cool that she had this urge to join 
a bigger cause, a bigger thing than herself, which eventually meant leaving her family. I, I find it in, in, interesting because when she says that her mother used to keep her away, uh, you know, underground, I felt that she was saying it sort of like... She was imprisoned in uh -huh. cage. You know, and... To me, it was more of a uh, mother protecting her child from oh, danger, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But here you see that child-like, teenage-like rebellion that we all go through, where we want to be the opposite and do the opposite of what our parents wants us to do. Right. So what could be worse that what could be the opposite of being safe and hidden but to being out there and on the in the sky yeah and in so, space and yeah so um her feelings her feelings her her need to be out there apparently were so strong that she left her family behind And I would like to know if they're still out there. And I would like to know if she ever went back. Yeah, I want to know this too because Champs and Dula, her father, is or was, I don't even know whether he's still alive. I think he is still alive. A freedom fighter. He used to fight for the liberation of his planet. So it's interesting that even though they share the same need to help people... His is more about his planet, whereas hers is more about the galaxy. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if because of those viewpoints, they kind of clashed, clashed and which motivated her. Mo which, motivated which goes her. more along with the way she talks about leaving, you know, right. like that. It, it was a hard decision, decision for, her. for her, but she had to do it. Right. So. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd love to know. And I want to know what the condition is of Ryloth at this moment. Is it under imperial control? Is it still being? Is it still warring with the Empire? Maybe there is information out there. I just haven't kept up. <laughs> There's too much information. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and here I'm. I'm relying on you to know these things. <laughs> and then there's the actual scene that whole scene where she is talking about her past that whole scene was done so well by Vanessa Marshall who's the voice actor yes. for for her because Hera. she 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 managed to put all the right inflections in her voice to make me think about okay she's talking this way she uh, did she you know so in a cartoon you don't get to see the way the eyes or the mouth move a lot you yeah, know you yeah. don't get you do to see, see them but you don't but, see them but, as in detail but yeah, in, yeah. in the detail when there's a, a, a person yeah. a camera there so you have to to depend on a, a lot on the person who's voicing the character to know when they're they're, they're scared when they they are in a rush you know like mm -hmm. you 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 listen to those inflections in their voice and she she's awesome Yeah, she is awesome. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I am interested in finding out who had taught her how to fly. It's not something that just inherently, you know, you have. You, It's a skill that you need to develop. And, and Hera is a very determined per person. Oh, yeah, she and, is. Yeah. And you get that by the moment she, she is, like, pushing for getting through that blockade and give me two crews, you know, give me two destroyers. You know that she's determined. When she has something in her mind that she can do, she goes for it and she doesn't. 
So if as a little girl, she will look to the skies with that idea of being out there, I'm pretty sure she found a way to be out there and to do what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So true. And then there's Kanan and Ezra. It switches back to them and they're getting the supplies. And then Kanan tells him, you know, if we get to the... Uh, the blockade, you know, the ghost being so fast and, 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 and what it does, we can get right past them. And, and Ezra's like, you don't believe that, do you? And he's like, it's like, it makes me feel better than when I say it. And, but he says it with this, like, petulance, like, like, yeah, like, like a little kid. Hey, leave me alone <laughs> this is what i think okay i thought i was so the same age at that point <laughs> yeah so I, funny. They're, they're both teenagers <laughs> and back on the planet the actual viewing itself we finally get to see it unveiled Corey takes them into the the hangar where it's located I, 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 when it was Still on on, on on the on the ground, yeah. you know, so-called ground hangar, whatever the, it, that that place is, uh, it looked like not properly formed. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, "How the hell is that gonna fly?" <laughs> it, it looks bigger on one side than the other, so it's so like there's no counterweight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you think of a plane or something. You you think of a main body, right? And 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 trust or. Or, or wings or whatever it is, counterbalancing that middle weight, mm-hmm. helping it keep afloat. This thing was short on one side and long in the other. And like, How the hell is this going to fly? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what Dave Filoni wanted. He had mentioned it in Rebels Recon where he said... You know, I kind of wanted the ship to look like it was made with different different parts of a ship. And that's exactly what I saw when I I saw it for the first time. He'd be happy to know that that was your first impression. Yeah, I was like, how the hell is this thing going to (laughs) fly? And, you know, I honestly, I think it's a cool design. I like the fact that it's not balanced. Well, actually, once it it, it went went into into the air, which still I was like amazed that it elevated. (laughs) (laughs) But once they they started showing how it rotates against uh, around the body where the pilot is. That was cool. That makes sense. It's like, oh, okay. So that's why it was, you Mm -hmm. know don't like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that whole sequence of her flying through the canyons and stuff that was beautifully done and then the music was really amazing too it really embodied the flying being in the air being free yeah yeah it did and it helped that the that the uh the pterodactyls <laughs> we're, we're right by it. Oh, you're not ductilians. <laughs> ductilians. Uh, and yeah, I'm not mentioning the music again. It, a lot of it was um, attributed or commemorated to uh, James Horner, who unfortunately passed away um, tragically a few months ago. So I like that they kept him in mind when creating the music. And, you know, the B-Wing itself, we didn't actually see until Return of the Jedi. That was the first time we had seen it. And I like the fact that Hera is the first pilot to have ever to tested, tested it. it. Yeah, it's, it's cool because there are a lot of people who want to see Rebels. You know, they want it to connect to the movies in a bigger way. But they want it to be memorable. I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> 
<laughs> we all want what makes us happy. And I want that too. But I feel like Rebels has done a lot more than what Clone Wars did the, fir- the in its first season. So there are certain people that would like to see that sort of impact from Rebels. And I think we got it time and again. But this was definitely it. This was an actual vehicle that was used at the Battle of Endor that originated on this planet by this engineer, and Hera was the first person to ever fly it. That's pretty cool. That's an awesome awesome. way to connect it to the original movies. So so there you go. (laughs) There you got it, people. (laughs) There you got it. That's your connection. (laughs) And I honestly want a Hera and B-Wing figure like i want a two-pack with like the 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 figure with her figure with the helmet and the viewing the the one thing that struck me was yeah the the whole rotating and whatnot but when Hera says doesn't he you know i expected the guns or whatever to have a a, a a, bit more punch. punch yeah and he told her to move that lever that gave me chills because it looked like when the Death Star is ready to beam that laser. Oh, that, yes. That thing. It has the same. And, and it has that same. Yeah, it <laughs> so does. It just, like, when I saw that, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does have the similar, the whole, which is funny. The whole being connecting to the point the and beams, going out, yeah. you know. Uh, which is funny because I know there's a documentary of, of all that, you know, the science behind Star Wars and whether it can be true in real life. And that's actually what the beams connecting from the Death Star is actually one of those things that do, will not work in real life because light is a straight, straight path. path. They, yes. can't bend they can't bend and become yeah, one yeah. beam. <laughs> Just was so reminiscent yeah. of, of that point yeah, when they, they, they shoot that beam from the Death Star mm-hmm. and they destroy it. Alderaan. Alderaan. Like, yeah. That's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty cool. I didn't think of it that way, but it, it does have the same same sort of yeah. uh, look to it. And and then I liked Corey's... Uh, although, actually, actually I, I, I found it sad, his face, when, when Hera's ship actually fell first. And he, he was originally giving her thumbs up, and then all of a sudden her ship falls, and then his face, like, completely fell with it. <laughs> and he felt... He was so shocked because, you know, that's his baby. He created this thing and all, just to see but it fall he, that he, way. He, he, <laughs> He's like, theoretically, it should, should fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, he was all excited, but still he was like. So I, and then when it went back up into the air, I was happy for him. <laughs> and I really loved his, uh, how odd he was by Hera's flying. He called her masterful at one point. And like no other pilot would have would have done it uh, any better, to be honest. Not yep. even Han Solo, guys. I am serious about that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then finally, you know, she puts she touches down again, and she says that some parts of the ship need work. And Sabine's like, I'm on it, and he he's, he's like, like, no. no. Nobody touches my baby. And then she says, never never get between a Mandalorian and a a weapons package. And I just thought, oh my God, that was so So cool. cool. That was so cool. I love it when she brought out her Mando side. That's too cool. (laughs) I was going to mention that the part where Sabine goes, uh, you know, like, I'm the weapons expert. Yeah. I'm the Mandalorian <laughs> here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you n- better know it. Right. 
In part three, the rebels go in for the second attack. Agent Callis orders the firepower to focus on the ghost. When things start to fall apart, Harrow's voice cuts through. She heads for the blockade in the B-Wing. Callis isn't impressed by the reinforcements, but Hera opens fire on one of the Imperial ships, effectively bringing it down. Kanan leads the convoy past the blockade and down to the planet's surface, successfully delivering the food. Back at the rendezvous point, Commander Sato informs them that Senator Organa will be manufacturing more of the ships in secret. Sato also commends Hera on her extraordinary skill and promotes her to Phoenix leader. So we have this second attack. We're going to do this again. Try, try, try again. on the imperial side and up until this point we actually haven't mentioned callus because i feel like callus is at this point where he keeps failing and it's not looking good Good for for him him. (laughs) yeah i i I don't think he's gonna last long and i feel like he should be given a win from the writing side you know from the outside looking on the outside looking in because i I feel like it's too many losses for him one after the other but yeah, Callus, you gotta step up your game. I mean, I'm I'm all rebels, but at the same time, I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, his future is not too promising. No, it's not. Especially with those two inquisitors. No, yeah, exactly. In his in immediate his, yeah, area. Yeah, and I just loved his reaction when Hera when she came into the picture. And shot down with Sabine. I really like that Sabine was in the ship too with her. I I I love the 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 face. You know that that's one of the few moments where the cartoon didn't have to say anything. (laughs) The the all the odd in the mouth in the way the mouth the jaw drop. Yeah, said it all, and and his eyes open said it all. Like what? the heck is happening here this is not supposed to be happening he was definitely surprised yes because you know he hears oh there's one ship coming in and it's an unknown vehicle so so yeah you'd expect oh you know it's just something random wow reinforcements no no, what happened so yeah i liked that he he was visibly like that's impossible Yep, it just happened, Cavs. And I liked Kanan's reaction when Hera, her ship, went overhead the ghost and kept on going. And his expression reminded me a lot of he's always been him himself. He himself has always been awed by her fl- by her flying abilities. In a new dawn, you get to see it a lot, where you know she takes the the wheels and she uh, maneuvers, and he's mm-hmm. just completely like. Wow. wow, wow, that wow. was amazing. amazing. <laughs> and so so it was great to see his facial expression kind of go back to that point of the story where he was he was always and it's also and it's also the the fact that you know he was right. she needed to yeah to be the one yeah. going because nobody would have done it like her. no, yeah, he, he knew it. uh space husband. <laughs> 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 And I liked that Corey was was cheering in the Phantom with Zeb, you know, after after everything went down. He was all Yay. whooping and hitting Zeb on the back. <laughs> all excited. His, his ship, ship you know, saved the day. Exactly. And when they're all back on the at the rendezvous point, you know, he told Hera that 
he just hammered it up and put it together, but she made it sore. Yeah. And I loved that because that, that actually, in, in rewatching it, that almost kind of made me tear up because I thought, oh my God, that's so, that's so poetic. <laughs> that's a very impressive comment. Yeah, yeah. And Senator Organa is mentioned as, you know, wanting to fund this secret project. And, and it's called Project Chantipole. And apparently that's also expanded universe material. I don't know. It had something to do with Akbar and him being involved in it. But uh, I don't know what Akbar... Maybe later on they might try to incorporate Akbar in there. But who knows? All right. Now I get where this kid... It was, oh. <laughs> okay. My, it took you know, I mean, I'm, bit, I'm a bit slow, people. Yes. <laughs> Now I get, but you know what? In the movie, Akbar is, is tall. Yeah, he's and tall. then this, this thing is very bit, short. Yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking this race is like that little tadpole kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it, I didn't put it together. Yeah, yeah. But na- okay, <laughs> yes. now uh, yes. I'm glad we established that at some point in the episode. Okay. <laughs> Even if it's in, it, 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 it's in the end, end after the- everything. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry, people. Okay. <laughs> And and then she gets all these congratulations by the, the team and and they salute her and they because Commander Sato took Kanan's suggestion which was to promote her to Phoenix leader and I loved that you know they were all saluting her she and then she saluted back once Kanan did his little informal salute I loved how Kanan. Even though he's working with them and still doing what he has to do, he's still not part of that whole military. He's a Han Solo. He is a Han Solo-ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, I am not going to follow yeah, formalities I'll fight. Here. Yeah, I'll do what I have to do, but I'm not a soldier. No. So don't expect that from yeah, me. Yeah, so he just did this little flick, which reminds me of... Of Luke and Anakin because they used to do the same thing and uh, I just I love that of Kanan and then you know she's made Phoenix leader so how, how do you think this is going to affect the uh, the crew now the chemistry of the group because I in my mind Phoenix leader is someone who leads the other A wings so unless she intends to lead a squadron in the Ghost. Maybe. But I don't know. I feel like Phoenix Leader is a big... But I, I think it's also in terms of, of the... Um, Advice? Yeah, and... uh, 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 training. Uh, because they do mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, uh, our pilots will benefit from your training. Yeah, yeah. So a Phoenix Leader, apparently, his job is not just to lead the, the squadron or physically, whatever it is, physically, yeah. but to also teach and, and give um, advice in terms of tactic and, and, and plays because, let's face it, this is like a gameplay. Yeah. You have to put all your your ships out there and know who's going where, you know, and the, the movements and whatnot. And she obviously has shown that, she is the person for the job. Right, right. Final thoughts of the uh, of the episode. How do you think they got off the planet, Shantipole? Because if they had a tough time coming in, 
How are they able to get out? It's not like it's because I think that that when okay when they come in, I don't think they know exactly what's going to happen, and the the the, the issue is in that layer, layer of where atmosphere. Of atmosphere where there's the electric yeah. static is there and and stuff. I think that's where it, because once you get shot, your your power, power goes, out. goes out. So because there's also all these rock formations so who and you cannot see what's at the bottom right and all you see is all these ships uh or stuck in the crashed in in so once the the ship was fixed and everything was and because this quarry uh mentioned it like uh i took the the liberty of fixing right you know so maybe that was all involved in it, you know. Now I know where the danger is, so I'm more aware of it going out. I have a ship completely fixed with whatever I need, so. Right, right. After watching Rebels Recon, what are your thoughts about Wolf and Gregor? Oh my God, that destroyed my... Oh, I wanted to cry. Like, no, I want to see them again. I love those two guys. But then, you know, it made sense what they said. Like, you know, they were not well in the head. They weren't, yeah. And and I didn't realize this. And you mentioned it that now they have a better boat, a better, you know, an AT-AT. So the add the add yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, I'm like, okay, that that gave me a little bit more, but still, I want to see them again. Yeah, me They're too. so awesome. Yeah, me too. They deserve hugs. But yeah, I feel I feel like they might be sort of lost on their own because they Rex was like, like their glue, glue. Yeah. and and two crazy people. <laughs> They, they they're probably walking in circles down there. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I wonder I wonder if we'll see them again. I hope we'll see them again. Now fan questions. Michael Det on Twitter, he asked well actually he didn't ask anything. He just he just said, just talk about Hera's Leku, please. So yeah, I, there was that scene where she's talking about her past and her her leku, her head tails, uh-huh. they're bouncing and they're all you know, moving around as her head moves around. Very and sexy. Very, yes. And I, Sensual. Like, I had to watch it. I had to really watch the clip like three or four times because the first two or three times I was so captivated by her leku that I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to what she was saying. And it's sort of like like that joke where someone's staring at your chest and you're like, eyes up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so eyes, <laughs> eyes up front, not in back. Those okay. are beautifully animated. I think that has to. Her leku and Zeb's ears are my favorite animated features in this show. Amazing stuff because they're really cool to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Patty on Twitter, she asked, "What was your favorite moment from this episode?" For me, it was when Hera and Sabine saved everyone's bacon. <laughs> um, my favorite moment was um, when Hera takes the 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 B wing prototype and she lifts it and moves out and drops. 
Yes. And then all of a sudden, woof, sweeps up. That was awesome. My fa- my favorite moment is actually, it doesn't even involve Hera. <laughs> and that's sad to say because this, this whole episode was about her. My favorite moment was honestly Kanan and Ezra. <laughs> Just, you know, being kids, being kids and, you know, the whole core irritating. And, you know, I say it because I, it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I Just those two scenes, really, they, they're my favorite characters. As much as I love Hera and as much as I love Sabine and Zeb, Kanan and, Her- Kanan and Ezra are my favorite. Um, I, I don't know, for some reason, I identify with them the most or maybe I care for them the most in... Uh, my own weird way <laughs> but yeah I, I just love those scenes <laughs> and then there's Matt K on Twitter he asked did it seem weird to you guys that Kanan suggested Hera's promotion to Sato he was against getting in deeper with the military I, I didn't find it weird because I don't think that it that is is a, a representation of him getting deeper into the military I think that he's there uh, in the form of an advisor, right. an outsider, and who better to make suggestions? And I think Commander Sato already understand this from him. Yeah, that this is who he is, and who better who who better than Kanan to know the type of person that Hera is, right? The, the type of pilot he knows. That he knows that she. This means a lot to her. Being part of this operation means a lot to her. So he's going to. Knowing that she did above and beyond in getting this ship, he knows that her her getting promoted means a lot to her. And that was, you know, that's why I think he suggested it. And to me, it's not him giving in to the military. It's, it's he being uh, a good leader to his group, to the people. Right. Who, who better to, to see things and to recommend the better person for the job than him he he's in the outside he sees what's going on you know and and he can suggest and it could be something more romantical like <laughs> i love how i made that a word it's not really it's not really a word i it's been said by dave filoni that they do in fact love each other to make They're constantly happy. there's constant you know there's constant war and whatnot and too busy to focus on emotions so I can't get you a necklace or a ring. Here's a, you know, here's me suggesting to someone, you know, to someone who means a lot to you, Commander Sato, to recognize your contributions and in return uh, grant you this this position, this new position. So it was it was a nice little, it's a, it was a kind gesture from him, knowing that he's still not, you know, military oriented as as Hera would like him to be but Hera t- understands why 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 he's not into it all that much mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and finally we have Liam on Twitter he asked what color Twi'lek would you be <laughs> that's actually a cool question um let's see what color would I be if I was uh, like a uh, Hera uh, what color would I be there's blue there's green can I be purple you can be purple. I think I've Ooh. seen purple. I think I've Ooh. seen a purple Twi'lek. Yeah. That's me. That's you. I would be mustard yellow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
I I actually uh, Elisa, who's um, Jedra on Tumblr. She's an artist, so there was at one point she was creating a Twi'lek character, and she asked me for you know a color. So I said mustard yellow, <laughs> and she did. She created a Twi'lek that was that color, and she looked gorgeous. That's a beautiful color. All right. Yeah. So I, I'd be a mustard yellow Twi'lek. <laughs> Um, be purple. Oh, we'll be matching. We, we would match. We, we will match. Yeah, yeah. Those because are... purple and that color yeah, go. They go together. Yeah, nice. See, there you go. All right. <laughs> so, so that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for our next Rebels chat when we'll discuss the episode Blood Sisters. Make sure to rate and comment on iTunes. Visit thewookiegunner.com and follow Rebels Chat on Twitter. May the force be with you always. <laughs>